coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome, everybody, to Slash Slot. I am your co-host. I'm Sam the Damned Lens. I'm joined tonight by my co-hosts, Casey the Killer Kelderman and Blake and Stein Ginnethan. How are you boys doing tonight? It's been a while, but yeah. I'm glad that we're back talking horror movies. Uh, it's been a while. It's, that's exactly what had it, was going through <laughs> my head. God, now we're going to have that stupid song stuck in my head for the next hour and a half thank you sam i'm doing good okay. blake how how the <laughs> hell are you you're watching wrestling life is good hello blake can you hear us can you hear us buddy i don't think blake can hear us there's a private chat blake can't hear anything blake cannot hear anything well i that's we'll okay. Send Blake, I'll we'll send Blake a message talk. if you want to keep going. Sam. Yeah. So, did I tell him that that this is the end of the line? What's that? Should I, should I tell them that this is the end of the line, Casey? After all of these technical difficulties, I think now <laughs> is the time, as we're waiting for Blake to pop back yes. in. Uh, okay. I think we'll yeah. wait for Blake to pop in to give the okay. end of the line statement. Okay. But Sounds good. Either yeah. way, I'm going to ask you a question, Sam. Yeah. You are not a wrestling fan. No. Since I, we, we were talking to Blake about it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what type of wrestling you would like. I assume horror and wrestling will probably be a Sam thing. Yeah. Have that you watched any anything? Me. Have you watched any wrestling like at all? I mean, I used to like watch a video match or two. Uh, yeah, I did a few video games. Um, I had a friend who was kind of into it, but not like super into it. So like every once in a while, him and his dad would watch it, and I'd be around. But I just never. It was never like a consistent thing for me. So I've seen. Bits and pieces. I always liked Sting. I had a Sting action figure. Sting! That dude is still going, and he's like 66 years old. That guy is insane. Dang. <laughs> Sting's the man. Uh, mm -hmm. Blake, we can hear you. Looks like can, you can hear us. I can hear you guys, too, yeah. What are your oh, thoughts on, on, on Sting? Is he the, the goat of WCW? Uh, I'm also a fan of The Crow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which no, apparently... I, I, I love Sting. Um... Loved him as the blonde dude, and then when he did his whole like uh, goth thing, I really enjoyed that as well. Mm -hmm. So, Sam, he even has a Joker face that Sting goes through. So, oh really? I That's think the good. full spectrum of Sting you would you would dig. He starts off as a surfer, goes to the crow, <laughs> becomes the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's cool. I could dig that. I could dig that. Mm-hmm. 
Blake, we said yes, you were watching wrestling. Life is good. I'm not watching. I just have it it's on. It's just on. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Sam was about to drop some some news, drop some knowledge here at the okay. top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, God, how do you say this? Um, we're we're coming to the end of the the slash lot line. Where this is this is our big finale, folks. Yeah. This like is we're this is. We're still going to be talking horror and stuff. Like, we're still going to be going to the state. We're still going to be, like, the three of us are still going to be texting each other. It's just that the Oscars controversy has really just split us into three ways. Like, Blake's a Will, Fitz, uh, Will Smith stan, and I was like, no, Chris um, Rock's my boy. And, and I'm, I'm like, sitting in the middle. Jada like, should have been. <laughs> Jada should have got up and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Yeah, that's exactly how I remember our conversations going about this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the general rundown of it. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, you know, we've been just trying to do this on a fairly consistent basis, and we're just busy people and it's I, fine you know i think like, the best best way to put it is is i mean this is this is two shows now we, we've had to say goodbye to in the horror sphere um killer countdown we had a big fun send off and that was kind of the soft reboot for this but like every great horror franchise it's time to send them to space <laughs> yeah. Or ki- or kill the franchise. Uh since since we don't have the Elon Musk money, we're not going to space. Uh it's time to to but put us in the ground. We are emailing Musk on a weekly basis to see if that's in the realm of possibilities, so mm-hmm. we are just... and and we're going to hell. So, yeah. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm excited so, yeah. to see you I mean you guys have some stuff planned, so I'm really excited to see that and I mean maybe be involved. I don't know what's going to happen with all that, but I'm you guys Absolutely. have some plans, and I'm really excited to see what comes to fruition with that. Now, I mean, I have some stuff going on too, so it's, 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 you know, it's just. Uh, I mean, maybe this will come back at some point. We don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just I've, right. Right now, things are very difficult. And like we 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 missed a month last. You know, was it in, in February? And you know, yep. it's just getting hard to do this sometimes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only yep. thing that's changing is you're going to get one less podcast, well, 12 less podcasts in your feed during the year. So yeah. I think that's the only yeah. thing that's changing. And yeah. if you have a problem with that, I don't know who would, but <laughs> I don't know. Go listen to any other podcast that all three of us are on to hear our, yeah. our stupid, <laughs> stupid comments. So yeah, I was about to say, it's not like opinions. you can't find any of us babbling incoherently about the yeah. on a yeah. given yeah. platform. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of it. Um, and I'm sure there will be plenty more three of us collaborating. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, like, so, but yeah, so this is like our big send-off. We're doing a big, like, we're putting all our fresh meat on the table. We're putting all of our meat on the table. <laughs> yeah. All three of us just slapping the meat down. For this I think episode. I yeah. think we don't have like big meat, so it's just I don't need a lot of room on the table. Personally, no, that's what, so. that's why we need yeah. three pieces of meat on the table. Yeah, just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. To, penises get it a little bit oh is yeah. that oh i was talking about like little slabs of meat but yeah okay oh no sam's <laughs> vegan so we can't bring that up oh i didn't say i, I was forgetting <laughs> <Sam's a vegan. laughs> no i'm excited yeah. for this because i have like all of us we all have a ton of fresh meat to talk about yeah 
I was and. actually worried at first. I was like, I don't think I'm going to have that much. And then I started looking through my letterbox. I'm like, oh, no, I've actually, like, watched quite a bit of horror. Mm-hmm. And not, like, rewatches like I usually do. Like, Same. I've watched some yeah. new shit. And I was kind of excited about yeah, that. I, have, I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm with you. I have maybe one or two rewatches, and then the rest is all new. So mm-hmm. I actually have, yeah. like, quite quite a bit of – not quite a bit, but a lot of my stuff is uh, – 2022 stuff so i'm kind of excited to get nice. into that yeah nice yeah i have not gotten a lot of that yet but we a little bit a few yeah i'm gonna be taking some recommendations from blake because i'm behind on yeah. my, oh, my 2022 absolutely. so far okay. i think okay. i have like okay maybe three new horror movies from the year is all or I mean, something that's probably what i have so it's not not like i'm yeah crushing it or anything <laughs> i've watched the big ones so far that's that's about okay. it. But okay. Okay. I'm okay. looking forward to getting into a few more indies because the few that I have seen there have been. Really I know one Blake year. has seen that. I'm like, ah, shit. I need to watch that. Mm, okay. We'll get to that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we start some fresh meats? Yeah. 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 Should, should we just do like a one person does a movie or two and then just rotate around? Mm-hmm. Or okay, perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I can start. Sure. I've got. Yeah. I I uh, I know we I talked about it a little bit on the Schmuckies because this is the reason I watched this movie. But I finally watched Titan, Titan, mm. however oh. you want to say it. Okay. Um. So this is my first. Uh, Ducarno. Ducarno. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was my first movie of hers. Um. I have see that's raw. that's I the raw. I think I yet. thought I thought Blake was watching right now was that raw, not wrestling raw. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> raw sounds incredible. I've had it for like two or three years. I just have not hit yeah. play on it yet, which is unfortunate. Um, I didn't love Teton, but I really admired how to just being its own thing it was mm, yeah um the first half of the movie to me is intricately more exciting and entertaining than the second half which i felt kind of went into like schmaltzy territory, and there was just kind of a yeah tonal mismatch between the two halves that i i just it, it hits a certain point in the story and it lost me and it never quite mm-hmm. grabbed me back yeah. um that said um I recommend any horror fan go out and check this out because it's a wild movie. It's not like anything that you've seen before. And uh, clearly it's resonating with a lot of people because this is like uh, considered one of the top, not just horror, but one of the top movies of Mm -hmm. 2021. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the most unique. uh, I think it's the most unique movie I saw last year, but uh, yeah, I, the way through um but it's still uh it's still definitely a recommendation for me yeah um casey you haven't seen this one yet have you i haven't yet i just looked to see okay. if it was streaming anywhere it's on hulu right now so oh, i will probably yeah. probably okay. be be checking that out soon then yeah yeah i'm yeah. gonna rewatch that one um you know the problem with being a horror fan is like someone's like oh my god this movie's insane it's grotesque whatever and then you watch it and you're kind of like well, I've seen worse than that. So, mm-hmm. going into mm-hmm. going going into Titan, I was expecting something because it won, you know, Best Picture at the Cannes Film Festival, which is a pretty high honor. Yep. 
And so I was kind of expecting it to sort of blow, knock my socks off, and it, it it didn't. And like you know, like like you said, Sam, halfway through it becomes it, it kind of like mutates into something else that is mm-hmm. not horror related until the very end of the movie. But it becomes like this really gentle love story between you know someone who uh, lost someone and somebody who is sort of lost and looking for someone. And so yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of wrestling with the fact that whether I was too hard on it or not, I, I think I was. Like, I think it's it's metamorphosis into something else works really well. It just at the time I was expecting something like to just blow me away, especially when yeah. you know the person who made it is like, well, I, I made the movie raw, and I'm making this movie as sort of like a uh, a love letter to David Cronenberg. Who's the godfather mm-hmm. of body horror? Mm-hmm. And it, it's and like and there is some of that in this. Obviously, it's just sort of I was just kind of like, when is this going to like really take off? And it actually kind of like goes the opposite way halfway through. And I, I kind yeah. of admire it for that. And I I mean when, when, when we did the Smuckies thing, I I like I I gave technically a negative review to it, but I still nominated you know like best director and actress and actor because I thought it was very well acted and whatnot. So yeah. I'd be curious to hear what Casey has to say about it when he, when he sees it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, and that's the thing. It's gorgeously directed. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. Not movie, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. the, the, the body horror elements when they come in are very effective. Like this is yeah. a, this is yeah. a gnarly <laughs> gross movie at times. Yes. I, I, I dug that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You'll never look at motor oil the same way again. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Or or but, uh, or like I I think I saw it you know like th- four months after my wife gave birth. So uh, <laughs> experiencing yeah. experiencing something like that over again um, in a theater was 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 it was a uh, kind of traumatic, but you know what it, what yeah. it is. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I watched this movie also on Hulu called The Vigil. Um, this is yeah. oh, did you watch this, Casey? Or no? This, is this the one that came out what two, three years ago? I think it came out last year, something like that. I think it came out. Well, I think it was at Sundance a couple years ago. Yeah, but it, it came in theaters last year. And this this is uh, this movie is really really. Uh, really spooky. Uh, it's it's only about like seventy minutes long, seventy five minutes long. Ooh, um, I love so, that. So basically, in like, and I, listen, I don't I don't want to uh, offend anyone, so I'm gonna get this right as much as I can. But in I believe in like a uh, Hasidic Jewish uh, communities, when someone passes away, um, I think like before the ceremony, they can't let the body be alone. So someone has to watch the body. There's a term for this. I forget what it is. But this guy, he is sort of going through a really rough time in life, has a lot of low um, ambition, a lot of low self-esteem. He has no job. He needs money. Uh, He gets asked to watch this body. I think he gets offered like 500 bucks to watch this body at night. He's in this house alone. It's one of those creepy old houses um, that hasn't been updated in 70 years. And uh, while he's watching the body, I believe the person who passed away, their 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 wife, their widow, is upstairs. And throughout this, obviously throughout the night, uh, stuff starts happening. It's really weird. He can't, he doesn't know if it's real or, or imaginary or, or, or not, obviously, like, like, you know, typical horror movies. And just weird shit starts happening. 
and it gets slowly creepier and creepier. Where he has to do things uh, to to sort of like um, get out of out of the situation, and he finds out that this this demon, I, I believe it's called like a debak or something or a debak. It, it it latches onto its it latches onto people who are uh, weak, and so him being in a weak state, he has to fight off this demon. He cannot just leave the night. He has to actually go through uh, overpowering or overcoming the, the odds against this demon. So he can't just leave the house. He has to uh, find the strength to move on. And boy, this like it just there's a lot of great scenes in this movie. Um, the ending is great, where he has him overcoming the demon is 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 is, is a wonderful sequence. Um, there's a there's a great sequence where he he goes into the basement because someone tells him to, and there's like this video playing, and he's like watching this video, and there's someone on screen saying something, and like they're mouthing it, and you can't tell what they're saying, and he's like slowly leaning into the TV, and then he realizes the person in the TV is saying don't turn around or turn around. And then all of a sudden, like the demons behind him, it's just like great stuff like that. Um, highly recommend this movie. Um, I, it might still be on Hulu, but this is one of those, like you turn all the lights off, turn the volume way up and just like go for broke on it. Really enjoyed this. I, I highly recommend it a lot. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I have not mm-hmm. seen this yet. Is this part of the like the Blumhouse series that's on there? Or... I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. I think this. I think this is a Sundance movie. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong oh, about that. Okay. But... I remember it hitting the festival circuit in 2020, yeah. 2019, yeah. and yeah, it is on Hulu still. So. Yeah, it's it's yeah. This has been okay. on my my watch list for a while. I need to pop it on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. All right, I'll go with my my first one here. Um, I think Teton, when I finally watch that, will be a movie where Kayla walks in or looks up from her book <laughs> and says, what the fuck are you watching? Um, and that was this uh, entire hour and 20 minutes or whatever of this movie, The New York Ripper from Ooh. Lucio Fulci. <laughs> Uh, one of the Fulci's I ha- one of the bigger Fulci's I have not seen. Uh, this movie, as you ex- would expect, uh, is about a, a serial killer in New York chopping up uh, women, mostly women of of the night. Uh, if you know anything about late seventies, eighties New York, it's a pretty pretty nasty place. Uh, this movie takes place in all of the nastiest places in New York. Um, and shows a lot of those places, which is pretty insane. Uh, yeah, because it goes into like the all the adult uh, entertainment, showing a lot of the adult entertainment, including some of the live stuff uh, that was happening in New York around this time. Uh, the crazy thing is the killer in this movie talks like Donald Duck when he taunts the police and calls these women on the phone. <laughs> And so uh, that's one of the kind of claims to fame for the New York Ripper. Uh, yeah, it's it's not like yeah. in 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 top tier of what I think it's probably the least f- favorites of the Fulci's I've seen. Um, I still I don't know if enjoyed it was the right word. Definitely respected <laughs> it uh, and for what it was trying to tell. It's not a fun movie at all. It's a but it's a pretty insane movie. Has some pretty great gore. But it's also very exploitative, and understand that going in, that you're gonna see 
a lot of things that probably would not definitely would not happen in a movie now 40 years removed um especially with how the the women are treated in this movie it's it's awful and terrible and uh there's one shot in particular with a a razor blade that starts on a woman's chest and keeps going down Mm. and shows the parts that it's cutting uh pretty intensely uh yeah i don't know you have to be into fulci to i think get something out of this i can just tell by sam's face this does not seem like a sam I, <laughs> sam uh, movie at all um i, I started i, I would watch it again a few months yeah. back i started watching it i turned it off um i did not it, I, it. I was not on its wavelength <laughs> i you know i I don't think that I'll, I'll mind some of Fulci's stuff, but that was maybe not the. Uh, it's not a fun one to, to start Fulci off with. That I yeah. should have started with, maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I watched the first half hour of this once, and I shut it off, and I was like, "That's that's even beyond the pale for me." Mm. I, I want to finish it, but um, I was just like, "I have never felt more gross in my life watch, mm-hmm. watching a movie. It's pretty disgusting." So. Yeah. Yep. Yet I'm still the weirdo that gave it three and a half stars on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, art is subjective, man. It is. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I again. I don't know if I would recommend it, but uh, it's it's worth a watch if you are interested. At least all of us gave it a shot, so I think that's kind of yeah. important. Yeah. Kind of like Hannibal Cannibal Holocaust, where it's like I'm never going to watch that again. I watched it, never going to again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Sam, do you have a Scooby Doo movie to follow it up with? Um, I actually, you know what? I, I I've watched so much Scooby Doo. I've been watching a lot of the series, but I did mm-hmm. watch Meets Batman because we were doing Batman Month on Backlot, and so I've popped this VHS in probably like I don't know three, four times this month. <laughs> Just because I, I love this one. Um, yeah, so Scooby-Doo meets Batman. I, hashtag doohits. Hashtag doohits. That, that wasn't actually on my fresh meat, though. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I had watched it. Um, my, my next one, actually, is because of my most anticipated movies this year, which we'll talk about. But uh, for the first time in my life, I watched 1984's Firestarter with Drew Barrymore and George C. Scott, and, you know, I'm a massive Stephen King fan. There are very few Stephen King adaptations where I'm like, I don't know, that wasn't great. And this is one of them? Uh, Firestarter's fine. It's just, it's lacking a lot of momentum. Uh, have you guys seen this one? Mm-hmm. I have not. Okay. So it it revolves around a, a father and his daughter who has pyrokinetic abilities. She can start fires, fire starter. Yeah. Um, it's a Stephen King female protagonist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know, the government's after him, the shadow government, and they're like going to use her to burn down enemies and and shit. And that's pretty much the entire plot of the the thing and uh, halfway through she does get kidnapped and then the second half is like the dad trying to it's a lot like the fury actually it would make a great double feature with the fury um because they hit a lot of the same 
plot points actually almost right down to like yeah there's there's a lot of similarities between those two um i don't know it was fine i'm very excited for the remake because john carpenter's score and dad efron and we'll get into that later but um I don't know. George C. Scott was wearing an eye patch and he was kind of hamming it up in the third act. And so I was like, this is kind of fun. Like it picks up for me a little bit. I might need and to then, bump this up then. Yeah. And then it just kind of ends. It's very abrupt. And it it leaves you kind of like, oh, well, what? wait, what? Okay. But I don't know. It's a light recommendation for me. I think I still gave it like three stars. And I think most of, mostly because of George C. Scott. Because like Whatever he's doing in that third act, I'm just all in on it because he's just, I think he's the only person at that point that knows exactly what movie he's in. And uh, yeah, so I dug it enough to give it a light recommendation and uh, I dug it enough to mm-hmm. be excited to see where they go with a new adaptation. So, yeah. That's cool. my next one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in probably 30 years, so I, I should probably watch that again before the remake comes out. Yeah, um, it's I remember, li- I remember it's... liking it, but yeah. yeah, One of those like late mm-hmm. night USA movies that I was up at 2 in the morning mm-hmm. watching. So Yeah. Uh, my next movie, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a little long at close to two hours, but it's called Shakma. Um, this, is on, <laughs> this is on Shudder. I, I watched it on Shudder. Um, this movie's nuts. Uh, so basically, it's about this uh, this uh, group of college kids who are in this building to, uh, shot in Orlando. Uh, they're they're like it's like this uh, research like research building they're in. They have like uh, animals there that they like do like surgeries on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one night they decide to play. Uh, this uh, weird like fantasy game where um, they all have like walkie talkies and all these rooms are like made up kind of like it's almost like they're playing like a Lord of the Rings type game. It's really weird. I don't under they, I never really understood it. Um, and uh, earlier in the day, uh, there's a monkey Shakma who uh, was acting violent. They went to put it down, and uh, before they could do that, someone injected it with like this serum. That makes them go, makes the, uh, th- that does the opposite. And they gave them enough t- to where, like, Shakma goes insane. Shakma's like this baboon. Um, and, uh, you know, like, within the, within the first 15 minutes, the, 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 basically the plot of the rest of the movie just begins. And it's, it's like an hour and a half of Shakma stalking people through this, uh, um, Research, it looks like an apartment building. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, it's really cheaply made. Um, it, uh, a, it, yeah, it's just a cheap movie. But um, I have to admit, th- their ability to get this monkey to um, go insane and like attack people is, is pretty remarkable. I guess <laughs> I, was reading, I was reading about the movie afterwards, and they had what's called a cold trainer and a hot trainer. And so whenever they needed the monkey or the baboon, sorry, to actually go insane, they brought in the hot trainer who had tricks to make the baboon act out. And then when they needed to calm down, they brought the cold trainer in 
to calm the, the baboon down. But there's interesting. Yeah, and this movie I think it's worth watching based on how I mean it's a real baboon for pretty much like every shot. It's and how they get it to attack people, like it's 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 actually kind of terrifying. Um and like at, at almost two hours it kind of feels it feels very overlong. So it's it's kind of like a slight recommendation, but like I, I do recommend it just on the fact that there were parts where I was watching it, I I felt really uncomfortable because of, of like this this real baboon like stalking people and running after it and like getting really violent and gnarly in some places. So uh, yeah, I think that might still be on Shutter. That I I I don't know if they pulled it down or not, but um shakma I, I watched this because i watched the trailer and it was the funniest damn thing i've ever seen <laughs> so I, I i wanted to watch it and um yeah a lot of fun this sounds like a yeah. someone's movie through and through I, like I, I, I'm, I, I'm on board i've been waiting to watch this in a group setting because i first heard about it from yeah. red letter media's best of the worst and they were just that's the best way to see it loving it so yeah. i yeah i'm I'm looking forward to watching it with the yeah. group and watching a monkey attack yeah. people. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> uh, it is on Shutter yet and on uh, Tubi. Oh, cool. Dope. Uh, my next one is uh, a movie that I came across because of Shutter's Creep Show series. Uh, I think this is the last episode of season two with Justin Long, where he has mm. the VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, machine that yeah he can enter the movie uh the movie he enters is horror express mm-hmm. and that is on shutter right now too yeah. um so i, I think they got that on. on when that episode aired didn't they i think so because i watched um, it a few months back yeah yeah this movie's a ton of fun uh it's a pretty batshit insane movie for what the premise is um stars peter cushing and christopher lee uh there are two main protagonists and then there's a young damsel in distress character uh who is kind of the the bombshell of this movie um and they're basically christopher lee is this uh archaeologist who unearths this caveman creature um whom we later find out can look people in the eyes suck all of their memories out of their brain so they have a smooth brain and no wrinkles in it. He can also then look into other people's eyes and enter their body and possess them. But he can only do that when it's dark outside. <laughs> and he's from outer space. This yeah. sounds awesome. This movie it's a, is pretty it's a wild movie. Pretty insane. Takes place, 95% of it takes place on a moving train, uh, which is always a, a fun premise of, yep. yeah, we can't get off the, the train and we can't, you know, get people freaked out that there's this shape shifting, blood sucking alien from outer space on on, on the train. Uh, Lee and, and Cushing are just great, as always, and kind of add this prestige to this rather schlocky premise of a movie um the effects are pretty low budget uh it's basically just people wearing white contact lenses and having like red blood come out of their eyes and one guy has a really hairy arm (laughs) and that's about about it but it adds to the charm of this movie uh yeah i would highly recommend this movie i had a blast watching it Mm. Uh, it is a low rent 
you know, early 1970s horror movie, but adds, like I said, prestige of Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing in it, and a pretty batshit and insane premise. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's nuts. I remember watching it after the the Creep Show episode. And And I get why Justin Long wants to live in this movie. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, there's... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I dig it. cheesy like you say mm-hmm. like the effects are very dated but like if you're if you're into that like yeah. 60s 70s b movie type of thing like it's it's one of the better ones for sure mm-hmm. yeah. so um my next I'm, I'm just gonna lump my next two together um i know that you guys have watched one of these i i recently rewatched texas chainsaw 3d mm-hmm. um which is an underrated movie in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Uh, I have one that you're going to laugh at too. So (laughs) it's the legacy requel before legacy requels were a thing. Alexandria Daddario is in it. She has the greatest line in the entire franchise. And plays a 45 year old woman. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. The timeline in this movie doesn't work whatsoever. I love it. There's a scene where Leatherface is about to tear up a carnival and then something, and he just like chucks his chainsaw and runs back into the woods. And you're like, why do you even show up? I, it's just, they needed it's a nuts. 3d effect, Sam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what rapper is in this movie? Um, is it Trey songs? Yep. I think it's Trey songs. Okay. Yeah. Or music, um, whatever. He's like a total ass in this movie, and he has the like easiest death. Like he just rolls the jeep and gets knocked out, and he's dead, um, which is just a weird thing. And the nice guy gets brutally like hung up on a meat hook and sliced in half while he's still alive and screaming. And you're just like that guy was just trying to make everybody a nice meal. What the hell? Um, the first time I watched this movie, I hated it. The more I sat with it the more I was like, God, maybe I was just taking this movie way too seriously. <laughs> and so about a year later, I rewatched it and I was like, no, this movie's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. So this one, I, I tend to rewatch this one quite a bit. And with the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out, mm-hmm. I had to revisit it again. Which I remember torrenting yeah. this movie in high school and watching it on my laptop during study hall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I yeah. hated it then. I, I I don't like it now, but I get oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I don't know. There, it just it grew on me. It's not a good movie, but it, I just I have so much fun watching it. Like part of it is like I, it's one of those movies that my my sister recommended to me, and I think it was just because she was so young that the only horror movies she had access to were like the few that were on Netflix. And it was on Netflix mm-hmm. at the time, and she's like, "You should watch this. It's so good." And so like. We stayed up late one night and watched it. And I'm like, this was terrible. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But like ever since then, I've just, I don't know. I've got that good memory. I've got like, I don't know. I just really like this movie. It's one of my favorite sequels of the of the franchise, even if it's not good. Um, I think you could say that about pretty much every sequel though. So just about. 
there's one in particular you couldn't but um yeah and then that leads me to my next one which i know both of you guys have seen Uh uh the new texas chainsaw massacre from Mm -hmm. 2022 directed by david blue garcia a movie that were twitter fairly divided for really no reason because it's fine (laughs) this movie rules it's 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 a great movie. Like it's fun. What I don't it's, know what what people were expecting <sighs> out of this movie is what I'm questioning. If you're going into this and you outright hate it, it's like you're watching a movie called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it literally gives you all three of those things. Yes. I don't know what else you want. Because it's not like actually... this. It's not like this entire series is built off incredible characters and us connecting to them like no from the first movie you're like yeah kill these kids yeah no come on no yeah no you're not what's his name in the wheelchair you want him to get gutted yeah one guy one guy well he he brought his whole friend group down i blame him yep yeah i mean i thought this was a really bad movie but i i do like it i like the movie i just think it's yeah, dumb it is um oh it is i mean 100%. like i just like there's a part of this movie i'm spoiling this movie i don't really give a shit do it there's a part of this movie where like the main not the main character but like the woman from the first movie she's like been waiting to kill leatherface for 50 years now <laughs> yeah and she that's the she, part i love she like Oh, I've got you. And then she just like has PTSD or something. I, I don't know what, but like she lets him get away. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then she gets absolutely slaughtered. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. It's just fucking stupid. Best part. I love. I will I say. I love how the legacy characters oh, just don't dumb. matter. Like they're like, no, fuck that. That's fine. Every mm-hmm. sequel's doing that. You want That's Sally Hardesty? That's fine. Fuck you. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I, 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 I liked her more than it's as like her vital, not vital, but her part in the story of the movie. I like. I think I liked it more than Jamie Lee Curtis coming back as Laurie <sighs> Stroh. That might. I I, I will get say a lot of hate, but this movie is lean. Like I think it's like mm-hmm. what eighty minutes long. It wastes no time getting it's started. Like I think seventy-three minutes before yeah. the credits roll. Oh, okay, okay, and the, yeah. the credits are like eleven minutes long. Yeah. Uh, like one dude gets his arm broken in half and then the bone jammed into his face, which is yeah. incredible. And um, it's the first kill of the movie. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, I mean, the, the bus scene is obviously an instant all-timer. Yeah. Um, the bus scene's incredible. There's a great sequence where, like, the lady is hunting Leatherface in the town and he's in this dark alleyway and you can't see him. And all of a sudden, like the chainsaw is revving up, and it's getting louder and louder and louder, and he runs out of the darkness. That stuff's great. Like, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that stuff. I, it's just filled with incredibly stupid people. Yeah. But I know I realize like yeah. that could be every horror movie. I'm sure I'll watch this again and be like, yeah, okay, this rules. But um, yeah, I, 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 this is like, this is like gather your friends and get some popcorn and like mm-hmm. turn this up full blast. Uh, people get fucked up in this movie. So oh, yeah, the final the, Tesla gag yep. just has me rolling every. Yeah, time. I, oh, I, I don't, I don't love the final kill of the movie, but I get it. I, I, I get it. You know, so yeah, this I'm is everything I wanted out of it. This is more than everything I wanted out of this. I was yeah, 
expecting whatever and came out like, yeah, this is my favorite movie of the year so far. And <laughs> yeah. I loved every every minute of it. And there's some like genuine scares, like the one you said, Blake, with the running out of the, the alley and when she's hiding under the bed. I'm like, also, that's an actual yeah. really good scene. And then like her Dude, like moving the mirror also, too. I, yeah, I the it was good. ambulance we, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like yeah. it's like a fucking shark movie. Like Leatherface yeah. is Bruce from Jaws in that yeah. sequence. I love it. We also never talked about this in our group chat when we initially, you know, all we it feels like we all watched it the first day. It's so funny, Sam. I remember you're like, you got up at like five in the morning to watch it. And <laughs> I it, did. It, I got up like super early. And in my head, I'm like, I'm, I I feel bad saying this, but this is so true. I was like, what stupid motherfucker gets up at five a.m. to watch a horror movie? So <laughs> here here is the ironic thing. <laughs> I've passed out on my couch that night and I woke up at five in the morning. I'm kind of like, I got nothing else to do. So I watched <laughs> it at five in the morning as well. And I'm just like, I owe Sam an apology. So I am sorry, Sam, for calling you a super motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. I, it's a, it's I a fun am, movie. I am for multiple reasons. So, yeah. you know, yeah. whether it was for that or a different thing, yeah. you were, mm-hmm. you were spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just piggyback yeah. off this? Because I have two more TCM movies that I watched. Jeez, yeah, go for it. Oh, sure, three yeah. more, three more that you didn't watch, Sam. Uh, yeah, I watched the new one. I watched the OG right after. Um, oh wow! Hadn't mm. watched it in a while, and I'm like, yeah, this movie's still did you great. Not, did you not go to the state theaters late night show? I though? did. I did not. No. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this for me is not a late night movie because I feel very gross watching uh... it. Where I want to like. I'm like, I kind of just want to go to sleep. Like, this doesn't make me want to want to stay I... up like te- like the other ones do. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll disagree with you on that, but we, I'll talk about it after you finish. It's still a. I mean, I think it's a damn near perfect horror movie. Sure, uh, sure. It's still incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I rewatched Next Generation because it was streaming, and I'm like, I haven't watched this in a few years. I this movie's fun. So uh, for that's a late one? night. <laughs> It's the that is the fourth one uh, with, with with Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey yes okay uh, and Renee Zellweger. Um, I, one, I, one I, of them has a robotic leg in it, right? That is that one where Matthew McConaughey has a robotic That's leg. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they the the Leatherface's Sawyer family or whatever last name they have in this one. Um, they work for the government to incite fear into people. Maybe the Illuminati. I don't know. It's very confusing. That sounds incredible. Uh, this movie, I love it's this wild. movie. I think this movie's a, a goddamn blast and kind of gives know, me everything I, I want out of it. And McConaughey in this movie is batty. He is insane in this movie. And it's a he's going full Nicolas Cage in it and yeah. he's having a blast. The first four TCMs are pretty great. I have I not mean, seen the third one. And thir- that's the only TCM movie I've not seen yet. Three, three, like I, I would say the first forty minutes, for, first forty-five minutes of three are incredible, and then it kind of gets a little like dull. But they, I guess they cut a lot of gore out of it. But the first, the first forty-five minutes are wild. Next the generation te- is wild. The, the teaser the for teaser TCM for three is so good. Yeah. I've seen is that. that the, a is bunch that the, of uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason why I disagree with you on TCM not being a late night movie is like, I feel like when the movie starts and it's late, you're kind of like tired and 
that first 30 minutes is a little slow, you know, on purpose. And it, it's, it's a, you're, you're kind of like dozing, not, you're like dozing off, but you're just kind of like taking it easy. And then when the shit hits the fan, it just doesn't end. And you, you feel like you're like in this dazed nightmare. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why for me, it worked really well at night. I, I, I understand your, uh, your, your reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. I will also say the first time I ever watched TCM was like at two in the morning. Uh, I was alone. Ooh. In a friend's house, I was. I, I was a friend of mine bought a house. I was living with him, um, and I was, it was like two or three in the morning. I just started it, and I was kind of like, I don't get this. And then like that door slams open, and it goes from there. And I was just like, ah. Uh. And so that's what like the TCM late night does for me. Yeah. You know, if if they show this at a drive-in, like I feel like if okay, I was outdoors watching it, that's I think fair. I would get yeah. kind of that a hot summer night. From- Yes, yeah. where I'm yeah. like sweating in the car. Like, and there's absolutely. should I turn the AC on? There's I don't mosquitoes know. everywhere, yeah. and yeah, it smells nasty like, and shit. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then I, I also watched Leatherface because that is the one I hadn't seen. I had the movie on DVD since it came out. This is the worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie okay. because it's barely I still haven't a Texas seen that one. Chainsaw Massacre movie. If you're a completionist, I would say obviously you have to watch it. If you're like, yeah, I can pick and choose. Yeah, pick and choose not to watch this because <laughs> this one is bad. Uh, it's like a, a whodunit, hmm. except we're trying to figure out who oh, Leatherface is. yeah, okay, okay. And the overall payoff of that is pretty pretty lackluster. Yeah. And yeah. lacks a lot of like what makes a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um, yeah, it's not very good. I would say the first... I don't know, 10 minutes are fine because it's like a literal prequel to the first movie, including uh, Drayton Sawyer and uh, the hitchhiker who are, mm-hmm. who are both like at their younger versions in this, but everything after that, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a slog. To get through. <laughs> yeah. So don't recommend Leatherface. <laughs> I'm going to go through a few just kind of quickly, just for time's sake, but uh, I, I I watched uh, finally Hell House. I'm sorry, Hell House LLC Part Two. Uh, not as good as the first one. I, it, it's fun. There's like I, I I'm still like amazed some of these real places exist that they're filming in. Mm-hmm. The, the locations are absolutely creepy. There's a lot of great sequences. Um, I thought it added too much of like mythos uh, because the first one's like really straightforward in terms of like what it's trying to do, and a lot of the scenes and the payoffs. The setups are great. However, mm-hmm. I will give it a pass because if they're setting stuff up for the third movie, uh, which I have not seen yet, then I'm okay with that. But I just felt like there's just too much story in this one. Um, I got to rewatch that. That oh, one sorry, gets a little. Just to refresh my memory, because I haven't watched that one in a while. Uh, that's the like they kind of get a little meta in that one, don't they? A little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because from what I yeah. remember, it gets a little too meta, and I'm like, I don't know, yeah. If I'm- I'm yeah, this. yeah. Um, I rewatched uh, Lucio. I, I I rewatched Lucio Fulci's Zombie, uh, which is incredible. I highly recommend that one. Yep. Um, the uh, the infamous uh, Splinter into the Eye is just one of the all time great yep. horror uh, gore sequences. Um, I watched Lucio Fulci. Oh, sorry. Were you gonna say something? I was just going to say, Sam looks disgusted oh. by that. But, Sam, there's a, a zombie versus shark. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, great. Well, it's, a, it. it's a 
It's a ton of fun. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not the New York Ripper. Yeah, it's not mean-spirited. Igor, just like, man, that stuff it's, gets me. It's remarkable because yeah. you think they're going to pull away or cut away, and it just it just keeps going. And yep. this, you watch this <laughs> you watch this wood splinter just go right in this woman's eye, and maybe out the back of her head? I can't remember. Um, I watched Lucio Fulci's The Psychic, which is not a, really a horror movie, but it, 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 it has those vibes. A lot of fun, a little slow, ending pays off. Um, this is this movie is kind of notorious because um, I don't know if you, if you guys have seen the first Kill Bill, the Tarantino movie. Um, he uses mm-hmm. the, the the famous score from that in in this in, in that movie um, when when okay. um, when uh, Uma Thurman's The Bride is uh, uh, getting ready to cut that guy's uh, tendon in his uh, uh, ankle mm-hmm. in the in the hospital. And it's a slow, like, ding, 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 ding. That's from this. Um, so anyways, I watched that. Uh, it's okay. The ending is, is great. It pays off, thankfully. And then I rewatched, I don't know if you guys have seen Perfect Blue, the anime movie from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. This movie is incredible. Uh, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's an anime from Japan. It's about this uh, pop star who is a part of this group, kind of like Destiny's Child. Um, or the Spice Girls. They're very famous. She wants to become an actress. She wants to be taken seriously. She leaves the group. There's an obsessed fan who stalks her. And the the great thing about this, since it's animated, they're kind of able to do a lot of like camera stuff that you probably would be a lot harder to do with real people. And it, it's, it's a quite terrifying movie. Um, it's, it's legitimately as scary as anything that came out in that time. Uh, Darren Aronofsky loves this movie so much. He bought the rights to it just so he could mimic shots from it. Um, there, I don't know if you guys have seen Requiem for a Dream. There's a shot with uh, Jennifer Connelly in a bathtub, and she screams into the bathtub. Mm-hmm. That is directly lifted from this movie. There are shots from Black Swan where uh, Natalie Portman is like turning in a mirror and like her image doesn't move. Like that is lifted from this. Uh, highly recommend this movie. It's it it just it holds up it so well. Nice. It's called Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. And again, it's only about like 65, 70, 70 minutes long. So it's a short watch. All right, I'm adding that one to my list because mm-hmm. I I don't typically. Uh, care for Arnofsky movies like I I appreciate what he does they're just never really like my thing Mm -hmm. yeah um but technically I mean he's a he's an incredible filmmaker I yeah yeah I I respect a lot of what he does so I'll definitely check that out yeah um I can go through a couple of couple of mine too just to keep things cooking um, I watched Dracula Untold for the first time with uh, Luke Evans. Yeah. And I was, like, surprisingly really impressed with this movie. Yeah. It's it's, it's weird, man. It's like Captain America, the first Avenger, but with <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I love Captain America, the first Avenger. It's one of my favorite MCU movies. And so, like, this this movie, this template, the, like... I mean, it's from 2014, so I'm going to spoil it. I mean, the end where it's like, oh, 
we're gonna flash forward to modern time and he's gonna be like lovesick about the love that he lost i'm like oh my god this is like marvel could have sued for plagiarism <laughs> but that being said i just loved it so much it was it was a hmm. fun like horror fantasy medieval movie um he can like luke evans is dracula can command bats mm-hmm. and like conjure up an army of bats yeah he's and a superhero so, like, they're yeah they're like really cool sequences where he's just turning into a bunch of bats flying through and like killing entire armies and then like the bats come together and he's just this guy in the middle of a bunch of like fallen bodies and just visually it's so cool and so unique with what it's doing with dracula that i yeah i had a blast with it it's it's not great by like a if you're looking at it from a critical perspective you're gonna find a lot to poke holes in but the movie's so much fun that i just i don't care it was it was a blast Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i I watched that one in the theater and i'm 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 a fan i haven't rewatched it since then but i ah I'll, I'll cool champion Dracula Untold. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool on a big screen. Um, and then I did a few rewatches of movies. Um, just with Scream having come out and me really just liking that movie more than I think more than you two did. Um, but like it just got me really interested in uh revisiting this movie, The Babysitter Killer Queen which stars Jenna Ortega, who is incredible in the new Scream. And I remember when the Babysitter Killer Queen came out, like, them not bringing back Samara Weaving was a, uh, oh, I don't know if that's, like, a a big thing. And then, of course, they did bring her back for, like, a cameo. But, she like, she was the main draw of the original movie for me. Her performance was incredible. And, uh... I just remember watching the second one and feeling like it was lacking something. Uh, it played so much better for me on a rewatch. Uh, it still follows a lot of the same beats as the first one, but adding in the different characters, especially Jenna Ortega's character, is just like a shot of energy in this movie. She's allowed to get like really kind of weird here. Like her first scene, I forgot how freaking weird she is. She comes into the school, like she comes into the class, she's introduced. And then for no reason, she just lets out this high-pitched scream for, like, a good 15 seconds. And then goes and just sits down. <laughs> and just, like, it's just this weird offbeat performance that I just, on on a rewatch, it just worked so much better for me. And, uh, yeah, I think I might have actually, if I would have rewatched The Babysitter Killer Queen before making my best of 2020, it might have actually ended up on my best of 2020. Because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just liked it a lot better second time around. Um, yeah, and then I rewatched Stay Alive, the killer video game from 2005 <laughs> with Frankie Muniz and his sideways visor um, and all the, like, really dated PS2 references and the PS2 graphics and all of the horror scenes. This movie is not good, guys. It's a pure nostalgia watch for me. Uh, this was one of the first horror movies I remember seeing at like a friend's house, and uh, I kind of became obsessed with it for a while. I watched this movie a lot in like middle school and early high school. Uh, it doesn't hold up, 
but I still have fun watching it every once in a while. Um, yeah, it's it's bad, but if you uh, if you ever get curious, I don't know, just don't pay for it. Just ask me for the DVD, and I'll lend it to you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I, I yeah. might have to take you up on that, Sam. Jimmy Simpson okay. is in this, and I love Ooh, some Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, his death is awful. <laughs> it's like it's one of the worst visual effects I've ever seen. But to is himself. he like it's... at least in it enough to be like, oh yeah, this is yeah. pretty cool that Jimmy Simpson's in this movie? Oh yeah, he's in it. He's okay. in it quite a bit. This is also like the only like full on horror slasher movie that Disney ever put out. Like this is a Disney owned movie like before disney bought like fox and all this like disney was the was the company fronting the money for this movie which is just insane to me hmm. um well it's yeah. done by our, our our favorite boy william brent bell yeah who would go on to do the boy separation and uh the devil the inside, devil inside. <laughs> so if that's ranking this movie up against anything i guess i know what to expect yeah i will say that it's better than all of those movies except for the boy um that's not okay. saying much but <laughs> yeah so that was my kind of quick round okay i'll i'll go with a quick round because there's not really much to say on these um uh i i decided since tubi has a full moon section on on tubi to start watching a few full moons i've never seen um one that has always intrigued me is the doll man movies uh so i watched doll man and doll man versus demonic toys mm. um doll man is actually a really fun sci-fi horror-esque movie um of this man who finds his way from a different planet dimension um except that on his planet he is about the size of a doll in terms of what our planet is so when he comes here he comes in in this little like toy spaceship uh and has to go up against this 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 rival gang um led by a very young Jackie Earl Haley, who is pretty fun in this movie. Um, Yeah, I I would recommend this. This is one of the full moon movies where it's like, oh, they actually put a little money into this and we're trying to make a movie with a beginning, middle, and end with some characters and actually some some fun direction going on. Um, And then Dollman vs. Demonic Toys happens, which starts to lean into... (laughs) Lean, lean to uh, like modern day full moon where it's like, yeah, let's just show recycled footage from previous movies and then a little bit of footage. At least for this one, it's like 80% new footage, 20% recycled mm-hmm. footage, whereas modern ones are kind of flipped of 2080 the other way. Um, so this has obviously Dollman versus the Demonic Toys, which... I'm more of a Demonic Toys fan than Puppet Master. I don't know if you guys have seen either of those series. I've seen some um, Puppet Master. I haven't seen any Demonic Toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demonic Toys was ca- kind of like Dollman. It only got one. It got this movie and then a sequel, and it fights Puppet Master. So, But the sequel came out like 20 years later or something like that. Uh, the first okay. one's pretty fun. It's kind of a more of a knockoff child's play than... <laughs> puppet master um but doll man versus demonic toys like the last 40 minutes gives you like 
what you came to see doll man fighting demonic toys it's fun and apparently it's another full moon movie there's a third one thrown in here too for this avengers style crossover which i've never heard of about this woman that gets shrunk to the size of a doll man and she's the love interest of the movie (laughs) Uh, yeah, and they show flashbacks to that too. At least it it, it showed those because I had no idea what this movie was and I had never heard of it before, and it's not even <laughs> in the title. Um, but That's it was hilarious. I. If you're looking for a fun like throwback double feature, yeah, Dollman and Dollman versus Demonic Toys. Why not? Um, and then another one I wow. I, I I watched for the <laughs> first time, and I've been trying to get Sam to watch this one. Um, I watched the 19, I believe 1990, uh, horror film highway to hell. Oh yeah. I haven't watched this yet. I need to, uh, this movie is so much fun. Um, I came across it a couple of ways. Uh, first of all, it stars CJ Graham, who will be coming to Sioux Falls for, uh, Supercon, um, and known for playing Jason in part six a.k.a. the best Jason. Uh, he plays the hell cop in this movie. Um, basic premise is this pizza delivery guy, played by Rob Lowe's brother, uh, Chad Lowe. I had to look, at, look it up. He's, <laughs> he is literally just blonde Rob Lowe. Um, and his girlfriend are running away to Vegas to get hitched in his pizza delivery car. Um, but along the way, they go down this kind of abandoned highway and get pulled over by Hellcop. Hellcop takes his soon-to-be wife uh, and arrests her and brings her into hell. So he has to gear up and go into hell and has 24 hours to save her. And <laughs> hell is just the desert because the, they didn't have enough money to like go into hell. Um, but Which it's the character... <laughs> which is fair. It looks cool. Um, does enough with it, uh, has fun characters that you meet, uh, along the way, including some people you would probably expect to see in hell. Um, (laughs) one being, I don't want to spoil some of these cameos. If Sam doesn't know, but there are face, there are faces you will recognize. There's one person I know I've already mentioned, so I'll bring him up. There's another one. I haven't yet that you're going to dig, but Ben Stiller's in this movie doing his best Pauly Shore impression uh, from or the early 90s. And Sam, I have a feeling like he's going to be your new favorite horror character, side character. Uh, yeah, tons of faces that pop up aside nice. from Mr. Mr. Ben Stiller in this movie. Yeah, this movie is fun, insane, kind of a forgotten gem of 90s horror. Um, highly recommend. And CJ is, is really great as the hell cop. Like, he's a menacing presence and uh one of my favorite practical effects of like any movie that no one talks about is his his hellcop handcuffs which are literally hands that clamp over people's wrists and it's all animatronic it's incredible man it's incredible yeah i'm looking forward to watching (laughs) that i think you're gonna like it a lot um yeah okay so uh my next few are um i watched blood rage which um it's not cranberry sauce (laughs) you know this movie this movie is really interesting um awesome score great kills weird people are in it 
it's really cheap, but I don't know. Yeah. The more I thought about it, I didn't like it at first, but the more I thought about it afterwards, I kind of like dug it a little bit. Um, I watched, uh, um, I, I talked about with you guys personally. I watched a movie called No Exit on um, Hulu, which is, it's it's mm-hmm. more of a it's more of like a really violent thriller than it is a horror movie, but it's kind of being, you know, promoted by like bloody disgusting and whatnot. Um, I really like that one quite a bit. Um, it's about this girl who's in rehab, escapes because her mother's dying, finds herself in a snowstorm in the mountains, and has to figure out who who has kidnapped this young girl. Um, and uh, it's kind of like a who done it, except she, it's kind of like. She has to figure out who is committing the crime. Um, I really like this a lot. The performances are really good. It kind of goes on autopilot at the end, but the first hour is like really, really great. Um, and then um, I'm going to go through a few here. Uh, Messiah of Evil fucking rules so hard. Oh, really? Um, you well, like I, I, I tell you what, I'm going to save that one for later because I watched <laughs> I watched another movie that um, is very similar to it, but spoilers, I really liked it. Um, Rewatched The Evil Dead at the Late Night of the State. Um, I don't know what what else I can say about this. This is a lot of fun. Um, I prefer number two, which you did not get to see. Um, I finally got to see the new Scream, which uh, I thought was very disappointing. Um, I don't don't know. I, I I think it's hard to make a movie that is hip and fresh when like it's been done a million times since the original. And I, I don't know if bringing this back was the right idea. I, I want to see it again, but I, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know what the point of this is. So um, I, I just don't know what the impetus is of doing this, this series where it's like, Oh, now we're doing like, requels and prequels and i just i I just don't know Mm -hmm. what i don't know what like they're trying to accomplish with this and it just like the 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 original scream and to the less to to the lesser extent uh the sequels were like very fresh takes on horror Mm -hmm. movies and sequels and this one i just didn't think was doing anything new and um, I'm like, there's one, there's one character who is, who we all love, who is finally killed. That whole thing is, is great because the killer's like, it was an honor, which I thought was a really brutal thing to say to somebody when, when you get killed. I just thought everything around that was like, really dull and boring, and um, like, I guess the one cool meta thing was like. There's a lot of like, for like a lot of West Craven like mm-hmm. celebration, but mm-hmm. I you didn't I really, like the I, shrine to Jamie Kennedy. I really yeah I really thought this was a huge missed opportunity, and maybe not even that. I just felt like this was just really unnecessary. Did you and feel like it kind of retreaded too much of what Four did ten no, years earlier? No, no, I don't think so. Mm. No, that I was just, that was my biggest problem. I just yeah, I, four kind of did what you guys are saying in this. I just movie. I really think this 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 is Wes Anderson or Wes Anderson, Wes uh, Wes Craven. I I just think this isn't as well made. It, it feels like a 
like a ten million dollar direct to video horror movie, and I just I don't know. I'm I'm very disappointed with this movie. Like very disappointed mm-hmm. with this movie. So um, interesting. Yeah, I just I don't know why you bring back Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox when like you use them for like fifteen minutes. I just I don't like for me. Like you, you either bring them in and they are the main focus, or you bring or you don't bring them in at all. And I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I just yeah. don't know why you bring them in. Like it mm-hmm. just, it felt really have a cheap. purpose. Exactly. It's just like oh, they come in to like teach the new kids what to do, and then and then like they don't really do anything. And I don't know. And, and, and I, I love Nev Campbell. Like she's like the ultimate scream queen for me. But like she doesn't. She doesn't. She's it's pointless that she's here. Like I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. And I love you know. Like I think Radio Silence were the, the right guys to do this, but. Maybe you just don't do this. And I'm just mildly excited for the new one now, the next one. I just, it's just kind of like, all right, well, if we're going to keep going, I'm going to keep showing up. But I don't know. This is really just disappointing. I'm sorry. Like, I just did not like this movie at all. Mm-hmm. So, the, I, I will say the, 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 the sequence where, is it Logan Lerman? Is that his name? Or No, the, the, Dylan Minnette. Are you yes. talking the kid in the shower? Yes. His, yeah. The whole sequence where he's being stalked is great. There's great yeah. stuff in this. I just, it's it's just like, you open the movie the same way as the first one, but you can't like even the rest of the original Scream isn't as good as the opening of Scream is. So why are you, why are you doing the opening mm-hmm. of Scream again? I like it just doesn't make sense to me. So um, I know you love this, Sam. I'm yeah. sorry. I just <laughs> well, okay. Just, love is a strong word. I, yeah. I, I agree with everything you're saying here. Like, I, I have my issues with this movie. Um, it hovers right around a three and a half. Um, I think I bumped it up to four on one of my rewatches, but I'm back to a three and a half. Like, it's, it's a frustrating watch because I feel like there are kernels of something new that they're doing, but it falls into the traps of the thing it's trying to be meta about. A little bit too much for yeah. Me. It just it just um, didn't work for me. Like Casey, you said something yeah. about um, Slumber Party Massacre doing what this does a lot better, and I agree with that. This movie, that movie, yeah. took like the yeah. tropes of the original and like subverted them, and it just like that was way more successful. I mean, I like that movie more than this one, and I didn't even oh, like that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, anyway, I'm, I've rambled too much about this. I just did not like this movie. So, um, and then I, did you guys all watch fresh so we can talk about it or not? I watched fresh. I didn't yet. Oh my God. This, this movie is so good. Dude, this movie, (sighs) like, I mean, I know this is like our finale, but we like in January, the three of us should literally just record, even if it's just for whatever, just like putting it up. (laughs) We need to record a top 10 just because like, I love doing those. I love hearing your guys' top 10s. And when we do that, I guarantee you Fresh is going to be in my fucking top five. I do not see anything knocking this movie out of top tier for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. I won't then I won't say too much, but fresh uh, is fresh is exactly what it is. It's 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 a fresh movie. Although I will yes. say it sort of feels like someone saw Get Out and was like, "Oh, I have an idea for a movie." But um, yeah, I mean, basically, this guy this, parts of it gave me Martyrs vibes too. Okay, I can see that too. Like, yeah, sure. I was kind of like right after the title card, like. 
right after the title card drops. Halfway through the movie? Yeah, like like a whole 35 minutes in when the title card drops. Yeah. That next scene, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, the basic premise is this this woman's having a hard time finding, you know, like a date or she's dating life sucks. She ends up meeting Sebastian Stan, who I don't think has ever been better than in this movie. And they made it a grocery store. Yeah. They exchange numbers. They end up meeting him, and he's just so charming, and she likes him. Um, and then he's like, "Hey, you want to go for the want to go away for the weekend? You know, I got this place up by wherever." And he, she's like, "Yeah." And uh, of course, it doesn't really work out the way she wants it to. Um, it's just I think this movie, like it, it kind of, like 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 um, another uh, the other movie I thought like it was an autopilot. However, like I think the performances are so good. And there's mm-hmm. there's like these sequences, like these montage sequences, where like the musical choices that they pick are like so really cool and out of left field. And I, I love it when songs are picked that are like left field song, left left field picks that are yeah. like they're like you're seeing something really disgusting, but like it's uplifting music. I love stuff like that. This movie has plenty of that. And then the movie just turns into a gore fest at the end, and I I really. Just had a blast watching this. I watched this with my wife, and she was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and uh, whenever I get that reaction, it goes up a star in my book. So, Casey, you got to watch this. It's on Hulu. It's it it is a breath of fresh air. Even though the plot is a little similar similar to other stuff, it just it feels invigorated. It feels alive. It, it, like yeah, I would say for the first fifty minutes, you just have no idea where it's going, and I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's a it's unpredictable. It's got a lot of wild twists, like and that third act, like you said, it, it explodes into just this bloody, gruesome third act. There are yes. there are practical effects in this. That oh I'm my god! Like, Ugh, like this is oh, so yeah. this yeah, is so good. Like it's really disgusting. There's like this yeah. kitchen montage halfway. Oh through. yeah. It's oh, just yeah. like one of the most stomach turning things. And it's Sebastian Stan is just like, oh my God. Yeah. He's, he's electric in this role. This is yeah, by far is. my favorite thing I've seen him in. He is excellent in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're not saying a lot because the, the, you got like the, the twisting of the story is what makes the most fun. Yeah. So yeah absolutely casey when you watch this like you're gonna have to text us i'll i'll let you guys know (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah fresh is incredible Mm -hmm. um uh, i was gonna say do you have some otherwise i can rattle through like five of them quick that i've got like four more so i can rattle off a couple (laughs) is that yeah Uh, Um, yeah Go ahead. Go for it. Steer this. Okay. Steer this ship. So I, uh, I know I've seen and I've talked about Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge on this podcast before, <laughs> but it uh, wouldn't be an, a, a final episode without it. Zane. But I watched it six more times since then, and <laughs> only, only twice. Only twice. <laughs> um, well, like I, I'd watched the shitty like YouTube, right? Because. Up until that point, that did was you the buy the Scream Factory, Sam? I I bought the Arrow, like I bought it digitally on Apple. Oh, because okay. Arrow had Arrow Video had that sale where like all their movies were three bucks. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this up, and I I picked up a few more that I haven't watched yet, but I'm excited to. Um, 
and watching this like actually in high definition video where you can actually see things and it's been restored <laughs> and you know like the gore isn't like cut out like god this it just made me love this movie more it's cheesy as all hell um it's it's not good but like as as a as an 80s slasher version of phantom of the opera you get exactly what you would expect from that um Polly Shore is hilarious in this. Um, you see Polly Shore's ass in this movie. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see Polly Shore's ass, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge is the movie for you. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every movie I, should have Polly Shore's ass. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, there's there's a great eyeball gag in the middle of Hell this movie that yeah. cracks me up. And uh, there's also a lot of very like steamy erotic um scenes that i was watching this on a plane to arizona <laughs> it downloaded it and the whole time i'm like kind of like god i hope no one's like looking like in, in the seat behind me looking over my shoulder because like i probably look like a a freaking weirdo right now but uh yeah i had a blast it was it was a great plane movie nice um and then for the first time uh, since I, I watched Frank and Hooker and I love that, you know, and you guys were like, oh, you should check out more Hen and Lobber stuff. I should say I did watch that. I forgot. I forgot that I, I that was earlier my thing, but I somehow missed it. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you guys know I love Frank and Hooker. Frank and Hooker is still my favorite Frank Hen and Lauder movie, but I watched Basket Case. and It is delightful. I <laughs> loved mm-hmm. it. That is one. Of, it's just, oh, God, I don't even know what to say about it. The The. I don't know. It made me appreciate Malignant even more after watching Basket Case. Um, it's it's great. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's grimy. It's sleazy. It's romantic. It's kind of heartfelt. Like, I felt actual emotions throughout this movie, which is not something I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending is actually kind of melancholy and sad, and I just wasn't expecting like the the emotional pathos and the compassion that this movie showcased for its two lead characters. Um, I just, I don't know. It was a, it was a wonderful surprise. I am uh, I'm glad I watched it and it'll definitely be one that I probably hmm. rewatch obsessively. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah. yeah. I basket dug basket case. case. Yeah. Do you I, have any more? Yeah. Do you want me to just do my last two? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, fresh off of Scream, I decided there, there was renewed interest in this movie on Twitter, and I've had it forever, and it got just got added on Shutter. so I'm like, it's a sign, I should watch it. I finally watched Tragedy Girls. And, yeah! Okay. Oh, man, this movie got me. Um, I wasn't expecting what this movie was. I, like, I knew the premise, I still was not expecting how dark of a comedy this movie is like i there are scenes in this movie like every kill is fun but it also puts a pit in your stomach like the violence in this movie is so so disturbing and the flippant and casual nature of the characters perpetrating the violence in this movie are insane um I mean, you have you guys both seen this? 
I know Casey, I you have. You haven't? Okay. So this movie is like, it's, it's about two high school girls who run like a true crime type of social media page. And essentially what they do is they, they kidnap a serial killer, uh, like a slasher serial killer mm-hmm. who's been going around killing teens and they start killing people themselves to control the media narrative around this. Hmm. Like, and planning to eventually have this guy that they have locked up take the fall. And it's got Jack Wade in it. Um, Brianna, can't remember her last name. She's from Deadpool. She was Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Hildebrand, that's what it is. And then Alexandra Ship are the two leads in this. And they are unhinged. They are disturbing. Um, their performances are just... It, this movie reminded me a little bit of Thoroughbreds. Have you guys seen mm. that one? With yep. Anton Yelchin? Yeah. Very similar in the fact that mm. it's about like these two, these two like kind of social outcasts that, um, you know, one of them's maybe a little bit more of a sociopath than the other. And it just, God, the way it's portrayed and the way the dynamics shift throughout this movie is incredible. Uh, like I said, there's some real like stomach turning stuff here. Um, hmm. especially in the third act. And uh, I, I really, I dug this. I'm mm-hmm. a little, I'm a little bummed that it took me this long to watch it because hot damn, this, this is one of my favorite slashers I've seen in quite some time. There's a great uh, Craig Robinson scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah the gym involving Craig Robinson, a, is... Craig Robinson in a gym involving the two girls. I think that's all hmm. we should yeah. leave it at. Yeah. Yep, it's it's nuts. It's wild, and it's it's brutal, and it's oh god, it's nuts. I Deadly Girls gets my highest recommendation. I wow, I was I was blown away by it, and I watched it at like eight in the morning, which was not. It's not a movie to watch at eight in the morning. It puts you in a weird headspace for the rest of mm-hmm. the day. Hmm. But uh, yeah, and then my uh, my final my final uh, recent watch. I rented the Foo Fighters horror comedy Studio 666, hmm. which, um, yeah, this is a weird movie to talk about now. Um, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. You're the man. I miss you already. Studio 666 is a fucking blast, though. Um, this movie is essentially, like, Dave Grohl meets the evil dead, you hmm. know, it's, it, there's, there's even like a Necronomicon type book in it. It dabbles in a bunch of different sub genres. It's like kind of haunted house. It's kind of possession. It's kind of a slasher and it's kind of satanic cult stuff. Like there's, there's just, it, it throws everything into the, and the kitchen sink into this movie. Um, and it's maybe a little too long. Like you could have shaved a good, 20 minutes to a half an hour off of this because it's like an hour and 40 minutes Ooh. and it could easily be trimmed down to like 70. Um, the third act is where it loses some of its steam. It just doesn't know when to end. It's kind of got that um, Lord of the Rings Return of the King mm. vibe where it's like, oh, this is where it, no, we're still going <laughs> type of thing. Um, but that being said, it was never anything less than entertaining. Hmm. Um the band are not 
professional actors, but they're clearly having fun doing what they do. Um, Pat Smear cannot help but smile in every scene he's in, even when he's acting scared and running away from a possessed girl, which is just, I don't know, if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters and you're a fan of like cheesy, gory B movies, this is going to be right up your alley. It was right up mine. It's, I, I watched it twice in my rental period because like it got to be the last day I had like six hours left and I'm just like, I know I'm going to want to watch this again. I'm just going to watch it now because like, I'm not going to spend another 20 bucks and I still want to watch it again. And I've still been hovering over that another 20 buck rental, but I'm just like, no, wait until it's available to buy. Uh, this movie was very much up my alley though. Um, and I know Casey, you're a mm-hmm. big Foo Fighters fan. So you're probably going to dig this. Um, yeah. Some extremely gory kills. It has the, Sorry, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Studio 666 has the best chainsaw death of the year so far. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend Studio 666. It's a it's a banger. It's got some cool music. Um, it lets the Foo Fighters be like, they released a whole death metal, like or not death metal, but like thrash metal album under Dream Widow, the fictional band in the movie. And yeah, it's fun. It actually reminded me a little bit of like a William Castle movie if he had been making movies in like the late 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s in that era. Because it, it does. It gives it gives you those William Castle vibes, but it's definitely also like a stoner comedy from like that era. <laughs> yeah. hmm. So it's it's fun. Um, this is one I recommend, we... I recommend a little bit of this before you watch it because it makes it even better. <laughs> Uh, this is one we missed in the theaters, but it was like, the, I think the last day and I was like, all right, it's, this is our last chance to watch it in the theaters. Like, should we go or just, just wait? And Kayla's like, you already know I'm going to buy this movie as soon as it comes out. We might mm-hmm. as well just wait. So we're going to wait till the Blu-ray comes out. Cause it will be a yeah. instant purchase from, from Kayla, a massive Foo Fighters fan. I think I'll enjoy the hell out of the horror stuff and the foos in this movie um yeah i'm excited to watch it it's cheesy it's 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 a well it's it's the foo fighters in a in a horror movie i mean i don't know what you would expect from it i know people that are like they can't act i'm like well yeah what did you expect you've seen their music videos like that's essentially what it is it's I don't know. I saw Dave Grohl act at the end of end of Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. So (laughs) definitely the best one in this. He's got some comedic chops. Like he, uh, yeah, he has a he has a scene with uh, with with Taylor Hawkins where like the whole band knows he's like possessed at this point and like he's trying to tiptoe around Dave and like the way they're playing off of each other is so much fun and like Dave's like twirling his hair. Like that, it's just, it's hmm. it's weird. It's fun. It's it's good. I liked it a lot. I'll rattle off the 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 rest of my list uh, quickly. Um, first of all, since you're talking about like movies involving you know the devil and 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 satanic stuff, uh, this is a recommendation from Blake Jerusalem, which is oh. a uh, found hmm. footage horror movie. Kind of came out in the later period of of that boom um i need to rewatch this um we had friends over and they were 
talking while watching it. Mm. Damn people mm. talking during the movie. But that's that's okay. Um, I didn't love it, but I was also only half paying attention to the movie. Um, I thought it was a it's a very interesting premise more than, mm-hmm. than anything, and I think that's what I love about like most of the found footage movies from that era is like all of them have a pretty cool premise of what they're going for within mm-hmm. found footage. So. Uh, looking forward to rewatching that. Uh, I'll probably do like that and as above, so below double feature to give both an, another mm, shot. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. As above, so below. Yeah. So did I. I didn't like it, and I think I, I just need. I think I just need to rewatch it. I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll rattle off some uh another streaming one that I would recommend. I don't know if you've seen this yet, Sam. Uh, it's the Boris Karloff documentary on Shutter, mm, the Man Behind the I Monster. I have watched that. Yeah, it's it's I, it's it's a really good deep dive into like the man Boris Karloff. It's it's more of like a, a PBS documentary than it is mm-hmm. like, a you know, it's kind of just, you know, your history channel informational yeah. dive. I think it's a really good documentary, though, if you want to learn more about Karloff. It is. If you're a Karloff fan, it's it's a it's an essential for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I must not have logged it on Letterboxd because it wasn't my first name. But yeah. I've I've actually I've been throwing that on in the background like when I'm doing other stuff just because I mean it's a lot of Karloff's voice too like old mm-hmm. interview clips and archive footage and I've just always found like Karloff's voice to be very like it's soothing, soothing. Mm-hmm. and so that that's why I love him so much is I put on Boris Karloff movies in the background all the time just because I I love that the cadence and the sound of his voice mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. I really dig this documentary. I've I've had it on quite a bit recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boris Karloff, Man Behind the Monster on Shudder. Uh, I have my state theater ones. Mm. Uh, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Obviously, there's yep. uh, yeah, two of my favorite They're horror both movies incredible. of all time to see on the big screen. Uh, yeah. I, I, I loved it. It was so, it was so much fun. Both both for me, five, five out of five for different reasons for both movies. Um, yeah. But like Same. like I'm Evil Dead Two is like the one I'm gonna rewatch more than the the That's the first. funny. But I feel the first like is I'm... the first is incredible. It's just I yeah. have more fun with like looking forward to certain things in the Evil Dead Two where I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for him to fight the hand, and then I'm waiting for the deer head on the wall. I like it because it's where it's, it's where Ash becomes Ash. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's just something about the first one that edges it out for. It's scary. There's like it's that scary. DIY spirit. It is. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, it's I good. love the gore effects in it. So I think for me, evil the first Evil Dead kind of edges out the second one. But yeah, to me, both of them are five out of five mm-hmm. bangers. I I love them. It was uh, great to see them at the state. The other state theater I have, My Bloody Valentine. Uh, that was oh, so that. much fun to watch late night at the state for 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 that. Woo. Maybe one of my top five favorite slashers of all time to watch that on the big screen with, I don't know, it was a decent crowd for My Bloody Valentine. It was fun to to watch with a group, and it was fun to hear the ballad of Harry Warden on the big screen. <laughs> I hope they do that one again in another couple of years, because I'm so upset that I missed that one. If, if they do, it does need to be the unrated cut that we all watched yeah. together. Because it was, I watched obviously in close pro, closer proximity than before. Um, right. You can notice that it, a lot is missing out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stephen, if you're looking for the uncut version, I have it on Blu-ray. Just hit me up. <laughs> I know you're listening right now. So, 
one more that sort of relates to the state theater is right before Thomas Ian Nicholas was here for American Pie, I rewatched uh, Halloween Resurrection because <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a while. I'm like, I don't remember him in that very much. Um, he's fun. That movie's if it if it was a Friday the Thirteenth movie, it might be one of my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movies. But the fact that it's a Halloween movie is, I think, why people hate it. Because I mm. think premise-wise, I'm like, this is a fun premise for a slasher movie where you're locked in the slasher's house during a live stream and he's coming to get you. I'm like, that's a very cool premise. Mm-hmm. Done in 2002. Like, that's a 2022 premise. That's not a 2002 premise. Uh, it's just the fact that it's a Michael Myers movie with Buster Rhymes kicking him in the face saying, trick or treat, motherfucker. Um, best part. <laughs> which is one of the best so lines ever put to the film. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hate it. It's just, it's easily the weakest of the Halloween original series for yeah. sure. Hmm. That's a good uh, way of putting it. it. Like, I don't hate it either, but it's just not the one that you're going to throw on. No. Unless uh, Tom and Ian Nicholas is coming. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he he's fun in the movie. It has that era of 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 people, yeah. and it was cool to see. Like, I don't know. I like seeing people early on in their careers doing a horror movie because it's like, well, I haven't done a horror movie yet, type of thing. I always like to see pop, people pop in. Uh, but last two, I think, would make a great double feature. One is a uh, movie I wish I watched before, like all of our end of the year stuff, uh, Guillermo del Toro's nightmare alley, because I, I loved this movie. This is Hmm. like, if, if, if I went back to our schmuckies nominations for backlots, I would have nominated this in like every category I could have. Um, Hmm. I was blown away by this movie. I also just love del Toro. I love the, the premise of this movie and the, the setting of it. You know, being set on the the circus during the nineteen like nineteen thirties, mm-hmm. like that's such a great time and era, and has such a vibe to it that I'm clicking with. Uh, I, I I'm excited to watch the black and white version if it ever comes out because I think that's probably the best way to to watch this movie. Even though I did watch it in color, it just feels like yeah, this should be a black and white movie. Performances in this movie are incredible. Bradley Cooper is really great in this. Kind of surprised no one's talking about Bradley Cooper. Um, is it Kate Mara? Oh, Rooney, Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Yeah, yeah. Rooney Mara's in this. Uh, she's great. There's a, a shot in the third act of this movie that's like just ripped out of like the Guillermo del Toro handbook. Yep. And it's like, this is yep. like a peak del Toro shot, just the way it's framed and everything is set up. And like, yeah, this is something out of his his monster handbook right here. Um, nice. even though there's no no monsters in this movie, um, not true. Well, if yeah, not not traditional. Mon- there's no no uh, fishman, right? Fucking people in this movie. <laughs> um, it, but, it could have uh, used fishman fucking people in this movie. But. It could it, it could have. I would have been for it. Um, but uh, a movie that that was always in my mind while watching because I had never seen it before, and it was always like this would pair well with nightmare alley is 1932's freaks, which I watched for the Mm. first time. Uh, it's, it's a lean, like hour long movie, Mm. um, from director, Todd Browning, who did Dracula, the 31 version with Lugosi. 
I like Freaks much better than I do his his Dracula. Um, I think it does a pretty pretty good job, especially for being almost a hundred years old now at this point. Uh, of of portraying the characters in this movie, where it takes these people with deformities and abnormalities, and they're the circus characters, but they're really the heroes of this story, the ones we're rooting for. And again, it's human, the normal human beings that are treating them horribly. Those are the real monsters of this movie, and I think this movie does a really good job of that. Um, and and I think the 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 gentleman who plays the the dwarf character who he was also in wizard of oz i guess um he's the lead of this movie and like falls for the female love interest who like she colludes with another man to kind of take all of the money possessions power that the that uh hans the the dwarf has um and he's really great in this movie like i think he's a doing really great acting in this um so highly recommend freaks uh it has kind of the stuff you would expect knowing going in has a really great vibe to it like i said with that 1930s circus culture that is also a nightmare alley so yeah i really like freaks i'm excited to 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 watch it again cool i have that one on on dvd i just have not i have not put it in yet um, it came with like a, a four pack of like some other ones. The Haunting was one of them, and uh, I want to say House of Wax. Yeah, the Vincent Price one. Hmm. So, yeah, hmm. it's a weird, it's a weird little collection. Interesting but, uh, four pack. Yeah, yeah, it's the only one out of the the four that I haven't watched yet. So I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll wrap up mine. I have three left. Um, I I rewatched Lake Placid. Um. Oh God, I love this movie. I I kind of hate it actually. Um, <laughs> really? I think it's just fucking stupid. Um, oh, it is. <laughs> I, first of all, I just I don't I, I don't like Betty White at all. So um, I kind of think she's not really. I don't know. She just I don't, I don't like her in this. Um, I thought like some of the. I, I thought like, this a lot is of why we're ending slash lot. <laughs> Because of I, fucking Betty White slander. <laughs> no, I I've never liked Betty White. I but um that's that's another show. Um, that's a fuego I, take, my friend. Jesus. Listen, I listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I do not wish death upon people. I I was sad when she passed away. I've just never understood the love for her. I, I do not, I do, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. I think I'm right in the middle where I'm like, I like Betty White and Lake Placid, but I'm like. Why is she on this pedestal of like? I I don't I don't know I don't get it. Anyways, uh, she's incredible. <laughs> I think the di- I think the dialogue is a lot of fun and the the, the cast delivers it well. I, I I give it credit. This movie's only like seventy five minutes long. It zips by. I just I think it's just really dumb. I don't know. I just it's a stupid movie. Um, I I, I brought up Messiah of Evil earlier, and the reason why I saved it was, was because I watched another movie that's heavily inspired by it messiah of evil uh it's a weird little movie um the first like 45 minutes i'm kind of like i don't even know what's really going on here this woman goes to this beach town to find her um dad who's missing and she ends up meeting like this really rich guy with her with his girlfriend and it's this weird like hippie movie for the first 50 minutes 
and and then it gets like really creepy this these t- the possessed town people who are like zombies or not zombies i don't even know are killing people and eating them there's a incredible sequence in this movie theater where this woman goes to see a movie and like slowly like one by one these possessed people fill the theater and then she realizes that she's alone and she tries to escape and she turns around and all of them are staring at her and it's, it's just really well done. Uh, I love the ending. It kind of ends a little ambiguously, um, but also like kind of tragic as well. Um, I, I sort of like, I was sort of like watching it and I was, I was really out on the movie and then the last like 45 minutes really brought me back. I thought there was like a lot of great filmmaking um, and it just really creeped me out. The last movie I'll talk about um, is a 2022 movie. It's called Off Season, uh, heavily inspired Mm -hmm. by Messiah of Evil. Um, I I truly better. I did not like Messiah of Evil. I I watched it on the Elvira special. It was not my thing. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's 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 about as plotless as Messiah of Evil is. Um, it's about this woman who uh, her mother passes away, and uh, I think she has like Alzheimer's at the end at the end of her life. Um, and she tells her daughter specifically, like, I do not want to be buried in this town. Whatever you do, don't let me be buried here. Uh, she gets noticed that her mother's passed away, and in her will. It says that she wants to be buried in this town, so she goes to figure out what's going on. It's this town that is – it's in Florida, and uh, it, it, uh, they shut down for winter because of, you know, it's colder weather. They get storms. So she goes there on, of course, the last day they're open. Um, and when she goes to leave, she goes through, like, these weird predicaments where, like, she's unable to. And she finds out that the town is trying to keep her there. She doesn't know why. And these people are kind of possessed and I don't want to ruin what happens because it goes into like other like sub genres that are like really, really, really fucking cool. And um, the last like 45 minutes of this movie is just this woman running through the town with like wind and rain and like weird music and fog and like heavier fog and like people are chasing her and she's going in and out of these buildings that are unoccupied. Like one of the buildings has like all these like mannequins in it. And so like the way it's framed, it's like they're moving, but they're not, it's just super creepy. Um, kind of has like underwater vibes at the end of the movie, which I don't want to spoil too much. I, I, this is a movie made for me. I fucking love this movie. Um, it's it's like like I said, it's just a woman running around a town for like forty five minutes with weird shit happening. It gets like a little um, like invasion of the body snatchers at one point. Um, I don't know. I love this. I, I I had a blast with it. Did you watch it, Gacy? I haven't watched it yet. I've heard you praise it, and I've I, heard a lot of people talk about it online yeah, too. With Jocelyn Donahue from yes. House of the Devil, yes. and Doctor Sleep, and I'm like, she, she should be in more she, things. She's the main star. Uh, Joe Swanberger plays her husband, mm-hmm. and Richard Brake has a small uh, performance oh, in it yeah. as well. Um, 
And I looked up Jocelyn Donahue, and she's pretty much like a modern day, you know, scream queen. She does Mm -hmm. a lot of horror stuff. I really, I really, really dug this a lot. This is more like atmosphere, mood, than like story. So don't go in like expecting this like, you know, like great tale of whatever. Like this is all mood, atmosphere, rain, wind. Works best if you have a surround sound system because like the rain's all around you and the wind's bustling and the like I said, lots of fog. It's just, mm-hmm. it's my, it's someone, someone went into my brain and was like, okay, I got you. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Sam, this sounds like a, a theater movie. Yeah, I think so too. That's, yeah. That sounds very intriguing. I'm in. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Sweet. Well, do we want to go into or like cliffhanger ending where we talk about all the movies that we're excited for. <laughs> I only, got, I only like, got one, so we can do it. Okay. I I don't have much to say. I was just going to rattle off a bunch sure, that I'm sure, excited sure. for. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to do too. Okay, yeah. okay, perfect. Blake, what's your what's your yeah, okay. what's your one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, one and done. Um, yeah, one and done. Um, I'm as I said earlier, I'm a huge David Cronenberg fan. Um, I kind of wasn't. Like, you know, as we're getting into, like, the later part of his life, he's – I think he's pushing 80 years old now. Um, and his son's – his son is sort of taking over the mantle of the Cronenberg name. But he is doing another movie. It's called Crimes of the Future. I don't really know anything about it. All I know is that, like, Leia Seydoux is in it. Um, Christian Stewart is in it. I was about it. to say, yeah. Also has Viggo Mortensen, who, for my money, has been in three of the best David Cronenberg movies – um, a History of Violence, Eastern Promises, and A Dangerous Method. So I'm really excited to see uh, them back together. Um, yeah, I mean, like, David Cronenberg is that guy who, like, is able to combine horror with, um, you know, like, uh, the, the physical body and the morphing of that. Um, he's, he's moved away from that in his latter part of his career, but I'm really excited to see what he does uh, as he gets older, uh, David Cronenberg was recently photographed in the past couple of years at like his granddaughter's birthday party with him wearing like a, like a, a birthday hat. And I just, I love that imagery of like this dude who like fucks up bodies, like blown out candles with this like six year old, a six year old, uh, granddaughter. So excited to see him back, uh, behind the camera doing maybe one last movie. And as Casey, and I discovered earlier, it's maybe an hour long. So, um, I don't nice. know if I believe that, but. Um, his movies are generally never longer than 90 minutes anyways, so I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. uh, to have one of the grandfather of horror, uh, grandfathers of horror back doing possibly one uh, last opus. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, Yeah, I like Cronenberg. I'm uh-huh. excited to see what that is. The cast has me very intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, incredible cast. I'm a cast. big case Stu fan, so like anything she does... My butt's yeah. gonna be in a seat, yeah. you know. And you know, like I, I feel like Christian Stewart and also Leia Seydoux, who I think is one of the, the world's yeah. best actresses right now. They could be oh, doing. Absolutely. They could be doing like like one of them just did James Bond, um, you know, and the other ones, you know, obviously doing lots of big work. Like they could they they could like say no to this and do a bigger movies, but like they're doing a David Cronenberg movie. I think that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Should we, off, Casey, should we rattle some off? Uh, I'm yeah. gonna start off with one that I don't think you guys will 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 have. Uh, comes out this weekend. Morbius, 
starring Jared Leto. Yeah, get the as, fuck out of here with that shit. As the the, the, the Marvel Comics vampire. Uh, yeah, I am so excited for this movie. It's going to be god-awful, and I can't wait to have a big bucket of popcorn and just eat up this, this <laughs> ter- terrible Sony Marvel movie. I think it's going to be everything I want it to be and don't want it to be, and that, for some reason, excites me. I was more excited for this before I saw Venom with Carnage. And then I was like, no, I just, I, man, I like the first Venom. I did not like the second one. And th- this one just Morbius. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going in with an open mind, but goddamn, I don't know. I don't like Jared Leto either. So yeah, no one does. Uh- <laughs> I, 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 I actually love Jared Leto. So please. So don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't like Betty White, Blake. So yeah. <laughs> Listen, I didn't kill Betty White just because I didn't like her. Isn't that I wanted to die. No. Jared, Jared Leto might have. But... <laughs> have you guys seen House of Gucci? Like, Jared Leto is fucking hilarious in that movie. I'm salty. Like, no. Because The Last Duel should have been the one that was even remotely... No, I... Oh, fuck I, House of Gucci. That's No, it's, that's it's a terrible... I, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. It's terrible, but Jared Leto is hilarious in that movie. Anyways. I like, I like him as a performer, not as a human being. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. But I only like him as a performer sometimes. So... <laughs> uh, the other one that I, 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 I don't think you guys would, would bring up, uh, Jeepers Creepers uh, Reborn... The uh, I think it's going to sort of be the third, like third in the series. Like they're going to ignore part three hmm. or part two and three is for what I've been hearing. Um, he who shall not be named uh, will not be a part of this movie at all. I don't think he gets any credits on this movie. Like they want nothing to do with not him even at like all. Uh, characters based on or I, anything like that. I don't think so. I could be how, wrong, but I they think they're that? trying. They're trying to wipe him uh, completely away from this franchise, as they should have done a long time ago. I I know it's hard for some people to separate art from the artist. I like the first two Jeepers Creepers movies quite a bit. Hmm. Um, three is uh, three is awful, but I like hmm. the first two quite a bit. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to what to do with the character. I think at least premise wise, if we can get it away from the, you know, the negative connotations of the series, get it kind of just new creators, new creative team behind the character of Jeepers Creepers and the mythos behind it. Cause I think it's great, a great mythos type of horror movie. So I'm excited to see what, what they do next. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I just I can't with that franchise anymore, man. Like I, I, just, I, a, I get it. I, I get it. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a Sam. So the one that I know that you guys don't have, uh, Firestarter. Um, any any movie that has a John Carpenter score. Oh yeah, that's another thing about Studio Six Six Six. John Carpenter did the uh, did some of the music for it, hmm. and uh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Firestarter has a John Carpenter score. Uh, Zach Efron's going into the dad phase of his career. Could not be more excited for dad Efron. Bring on that era. Um, so yeah, Firestarter. <laughs> I'm so fucking pumped for that. Um, these two actually right now are slated to come out on the same weekend. There is a Salem's Lot remake. First like actual theatrical movie that we're going to get mm-hmm. from that property. 
which makes me excited. Um, I really like the 79 miniseries. I have not watched the 04 one with Rob Lowe, um, but I've actually heard it's pretty good. Um, I really love Salem's Lot. It's one of my favorite Stephen King books. I think the 79 miniseries is incredible. I think it's a really good adaptation with some very creepy and haunting imagery. Um, Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of excited to see what they do with a with a new take with um without being shackled by the confines of what they can do with TV. Um I really hope that they just go for broke with this one. I hope that we get a I mean I don't know how you guys feel on the the it duology, but I hope we get something in the vein of at least the first one. Hmm. Um because I I really love the first one a lot. And uh, I thought it captured the spirit of the King novel. And that's what I'm hoping this new Salem's Lot adaptation does. I uh, had to look it up. I forgot who was behind it. Gary Doberman. So, yes. I'm, yep. I liked oh, Annabelle hey, Comes Home. Annabelle Comes Home was a jam, man. So um, the other one that comes out that weekend is another novel adaptation. Woo. Sorry. My... Oh, we're we are professionals here, Sam. He can't hear me anyway. We are. We're professionals. I'm professional. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. Second. This is uh, why movie, we're we're canceling the show, Sam. Because I have no equipment. <laughs> you have no equipment, and your headphones um, die. My headphones always die. Yeah. So. Dark Harvest is the other movie that's coming out that weekend. It's um, based on a, a very short novel by a guy called Norman Partridge um, that I found when I was in about eighth grade. And it's like this coming of age horror story. Um, the, the mythology is like in this town, there's the October boy, which is like a scarecrow who comes into town um, every Halloween and any boy who is 16 or older goes out, like the boys between the ages of 16 and 18, they go out and they have to kill the October boy. And that's the only way that you get out of this town. That's the only way that you can leave town. And there's like mm. a big twist at the end. Like there's, there's a lot of different, like it, the way the story starts out, you think it's going to go in a different direction than the way that it does. Um, and it's really cool how it flips the expectations of the setup. Uh, it's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, I have a signed copy of it. Um, first edition, like it's one of those, like that just means a lot to me. And I've thought for years that they should make a movie, um, because I think that it's a story that deserves to get seen by a mass audience. Um, I don't know anything about who's behind it. I just know that they're making a movie. I know that it's coming out later this year and I'm, I'm just going to go into it as blind as possible. I don't want to have any preconceived notions about it because I'm already going to have those with the book being so close to it. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see what they do. Cause I think it's a really cinematic story that could really make a good October, like fall vibes movie. Like it is a Halloween story through and through and that's what i love about it hmm. so if they get if they get that like autumnal vibe right in this movie that's the biggest thing that i'm looking for and so i'm really excited to see what they do i hope they watch to be halloween then <laughs> yeah to be fair like hubie halloween wouldn't be a bad template for like yeah, not I'm, necessarily i'm with not tone, i'm not joking with like <laughs> with like background vibe because yeah, yeah yeah 
Exactly. Sam, do you know who's directing this movie? Who? Do you want me to say? Yeah, do it. Okay. Uh, David Slade, who did Hard Candy, Vanderbilt, 30, 30 Days a Night. Oh, shit. This is going to be... In- oh, this is going to be good. Oh, God. I literally wasn't looking it up because I was like, I don't know. I don't want to know if it's like someone who's only done like some really shitty. Like, I didn't want it to be like William Brett Bell. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, oh, my God. That makes me so happy. Hard candy. Like, oh, that tone with this story would be incredible. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll rattle a few off quickly here i think the rest of ours are crossover i think probably well i have a few that i know you don't but like yeah yeah uh first up the black phone scott erickson uh with with ethan hawk i don't know anything about the premise uh comes out pretty pretty soon uh the movie he's doing kind of instead of dr strange 2 so that's Mm -hmm. that's uh cool to see teaming with uh robert c cargill who uh wrote sinister and a bunch of their like early mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Uh another one I'm very excited for, Jordan Peele's next film, Nope. Yep. Seeing him reteam with Daniel Kaluuya. Uh I'm I'm stoked for this. Uh the trailer is pretty pretty insane and I've no and idea what's what's away. happening. Uh I think this will be a massive blockbuster from from Peele. Uh, huge fan of obviously Get Out and Us, so I'm hoping he continues that trend. I I liked Us more than Get Out, so I'm hoping to 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 do the same with this one. Mm-hmm. Same, same. I think he's gr- I think he's just growing as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I I he's he's building upon everything that he's done before with everything, and I I just he's he's a talent that I'm I'm never gonna not be there opening weekend for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween ends. Uh, I didn't like Halloween Kills, but hey, here's the next one. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm going to watch it first first weekend it comes out. I'm hoping they at least nail the, the landing on the, the end of the trilogy. Um, yeah. I hope they do something new, interesting with it. I'm expecting it's probably going to be pretty par for the course for this trilogy, and we're going to get a rather predictable ending. Uh, I'm a hoping for a, for a big swing, but maybe they won't give us that. I'm kind of just expecting Jamie Lee Curtis and granddaughter to, to go up against Michael Myers. Jamie Lee Curtis dies. Granddaughter kills Michael or they both die together. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not yeah. as excited for this movie. After yeah, I was like, don't sound too this. Yeah. I was about to say that's kind of why I just didn't put it on mine. I, I, I liked Kills, but I'm also kind. Of, I don't know. I just I. They're they're fine. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and I feel like this next one, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Like they're. I'm sure I'll like have a big rush and a big high like I did right after Halloween kills. And I'll be like, Oh, that was great. And then I'll think about it for a couple days and I'll be like, it was okay. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's how these have been so far. So, uh, more excited to, to watch the new Hellraiser movie. That's supposed to be coming out this year from David Bruckner. Um, excited to see what, just what he can do with it. I think he's knocked it out of the park every single time I've, I've seen one of his movies. I haven't watched a night house yet, which I know Blake loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
yeah, obviously we'll be checking that out before this, but I'm excited for a new Hellraiser. Uh, like yeah. we kind of talked on the main show, I think. Did we talk about? Or maybe that was kind of off air, but uh, this is the first Hellraiser movie in theaters in like 30 years. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that, that at least tells at least that there's a little bit of confidence behind the movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, my last two, uh, my first one is the A24 slasher Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, I just heard the words A24 and slasher, and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Stars um, former schmucky winner, Maria Bakalova. Yep. I, yeah, the cast in this is, like, absolutely stacked. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm very excited, because who, who all is... Yeah, Pete Davidson is in this movie. That's enough. Like Pete Davidson's in an A24 slasher, that's it. That's all I needed. Um I just it's been getting really good reviews out of um out of like the the few screenings that it's had and so I'm just I'm pretty stoked for it. Um and then the other one is one that I've heard about through people who have been hitting up the film festivals. Uh it's called Slashback. And I've heard it compared to Attack the Block but it's set in Hawaii on like a reservation from what I understand. And Mm. it just, it sounds interesting. It's like an alien invasion type of movie. I think, I don't know. Details are fuzzy Mm. on that one. It Mm. just, I'm not a huge fan of attack the block, but I like the concept behind it. You know, like I feel like it's one of those movies that has a cool concept and just doesn't quite make the most of it. Be a good short movie. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to this because who knows? It might have, it might be the movie that I hoped Attack the Block was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And those are mine. That's what I got. I'll just throw out two more um, because we, this is, this is it. This is the last one. I need to talk about our most anticipated horror movie uh, coming out yet called Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Yes. Uh, which just in the last couple weeks received a PG rating, which I which think I is knew a, it was, which is a great sign. Um, I I had this little, you know, worry of, oh, what if they do give this an R rating and it's not what it it turns out? No, we're gonna get Rob Zombie doing the TV monsters. Um, I'm yeah, I'm stoked for this movie. I can't wait to see mm-hmm. the first trailer, and I think we're gonna people are gonna hopefully eat this up hopefully people go out to watch this movie yeah i genuinely i genuinely think zombie is the person to do this movie like i i'm not a huge rob zombie fan the only movie of his that i genuinely like actively like is lords of salem um everything else of his like i appreciate that he has his own style it's just not for me but I know how much he loves the monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear him talk about it, there's so much love there for it. And so I, I think he's going to nail this. I'm really, really freaking excited for this movie. Uh, last thing. Cause I looked it up before we started. Uh, there are no plans for a new Scooby-Doo movie. Um, I've not seen anything in production animated wise. Um, the only thing that is rumored is a possible sequel to Scoob. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Which I will take, obviously. Um, but I don't know. 
I, 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 I'm kind of expecting another straight to video animated movie. There will be, there will be at some point this year. It just probably hasn't been announced. Nothing's been announced yet. HBO max looking at you, just start releasing more Scooby-Doo content. Hell yeah. For all the hashtag do heads out there. Hashtag (laughs) do heads. So I realized that I forgot one thing in fresh meat. Uh, and that's Midnight Mass. <gasps> yes, you watched it. So oh my god! I just I want to end on a positive note, at least on my end. Like, if I had seen this in time, this would have been my number one on the on the horror list. You know, thank like, you. It's. Mm-hmm. I just I can't I can't put into words on how this thing just builds and. Like, you don't really know. I guess for me, like, I, I didn't even know where it was going for the first, like, four episodes. Yeah. And and then it just goes full tilt. <laughs> I, it's well, a, the, the great thing is it's only, like, seven episodes long. Yeah. And the sixth episode is and, – and the, and the final episode, the final, like, 15 minutes of this show are just – Devastating. Just remar- remarkable. Remarkably yeah. well done. I, I can't – and in, in, in Casey, you know me, like I've been a critic of Mike Flanagan for years now. Like I think he's really good. I just kind of been like waiting for him to take that step. And this was like just on another level. Like this blows Haunting of Hill House out of the water. Like it's yes. just it's it's like the themes it deals with, how it deals with them, just like it's just so good. And I just I can't recommend it enough. Like I just it's it's a ten out of ten mm-hmm. ma- masterclass. So yeah, that's my last freshman ever. So I I cannot even begin to like when you messaged me and we're like this is fucking incredible. Yeah, I was just like I just I I I love that show so much. I mean I I watched it twice in two weeks. Like I watched the whole thing twice in two weeks. I, it's. It's really good. It's, it's next level, man. I and like, never had something move me that deeply the people, as that show did. The people who complain about the mon the monologues can just go fuck off. Like Yeah. They're, yeah. they're so <laughs> they're so well done. Like, oh my God. I I'm thinking of one sequence in a boat that I I can't say too much about. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my god. Like the boat I don't scene know. is. I, it's just it's 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 a masterpiece. Like it's the best thing planning has ever done. It's gonna be super hard for them to beat this. I mean, it's just. Have you have you watched any interviews with him or listened to any interviews with him since this has come out? I because... well, I listen. I listened to some podcasts with him where, okay. where yeah, where he talks about, um, like in depth in depth of making of the show and, yeah. and the, the the choices like to fight Netflix on certain things and how they got concessions and how to make certain things. And it's, it's quite fascinating. So, well, like Kate Siegel was saying he's, he's been like the whole time they were filming, he would wake up at like three in the morning and he'd wake her up and be like, I'm never going to do anything this good again. Am I? <laughs> and she just, yeah, and she's like, I it's... just have to tell him like, Mike, stop, just roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's just, I, I, you know, I, I mean, like, we could almost do a whole podcast on this show because there's so much to talk about. But mm-hmm. I mean, everything, everything about it's perfect. I, I, I can't think of a, a single thing that yep. is. 
Hamish I mean, Linklater is yeah, I mean, luminescent in this show. It's just, oh, yeah, I mean, and, I don't know. And I don't Henry it's... Thomas in the last like five minutes of the series, like the last shot you see with Henry Thomas is one of the, it breaks me. It just, it, it tears down my wall. Like I'm a mess by the end of this. The, yeah. Show. I, I mean, the final shot of the entire show is. Yep. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't have to say like, it's just, it's perfect. It's a perfect seven mm-hmm. hour movie. It, it's just, yeah, it's, it's the best horror thing that was released last year. I mean, without mm-hmm. a doubt, with, without a doubt. So, yep. God, Casey, I'm so you glad gotta, you got to watch it. It's I will I will bump this and fresh up towards the top of need to need to watch. It is something else. It is it, it's it's the thing I've been waiting for Mike Flanagan to make. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, it's his it's so. his magnum opus. Yeah, it really is. Like, yeah, I, I don't know even know why he's still working. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I, I mean, he's gotta pay the bills. Like, it's gotta pay, pay the bills. Yeah, Blake. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. That's all I gotta say. It's perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. We're ending slash lot on the biggest midnight mass recommendation ever. Go fucking watch it. If you've learned anything from this podcast, go <laughs> fucking watch midnight mass. Casey, did you learn your lesson from this I, podcast? It, it, it took us however long we've been doing this to, <laughs> to, to get it into my head to finally watch Midnight Mass. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm going to miss this. I love you both. We'll do it again. We'll be oh, back yeah. at some point. We're going we're gonna to still do our top 10 list because I can't not do that. Yeah. Whatever form that takes, like we have to do at least that. But yeah. I'm in. Yeah. This isn't the end. This is see you later. It's just a it's a see you later. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a spooky later. It's oh, a spooky later. That's it. I, we right. have That's, to end it on that. Yep. yep. Spooky later. This right. was lovely. This <laughs> is guys. This has been awesome. Uh yeah. yeah. Thank I you guess. guys for yep. everything. For listening. Thank you guys for co-hosting this. This has been this is fun. Yeah. This is yeah. This yeah. is the, this is one of my favorite things I've ever done. So, yeah. This that, all right. That's it. Uh, right. Should we should we hit this music one more time? Let's hit the music one more that's time. The only, that's the only way to end this. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, we, let's, I'll give a, a spook you later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll spook you later. <laughs> that was cheesy. They're coming to get you, Barbara.